I think they do set it ahead, though. I think that clock's about 10 minutes fast, isn't it? <coughs> Folks, tonight we'll be observing the ordinance of the Lord's Supper. And I've been asked, why is it, Pastor, that you, that you don't just put it, tag it on the end of another service? Well, I think I've explained it before, but I'll tell you again, the importance and the significance of this it needs to stand alone for what it means and what it represents. What we're supposed to do during this time is to remember, block other things out, remember the death of Jesus Christ for each and every one of us. Now this is kind of a, a special Lord's Supper tonight uh, since some of us have been over to uh, Israel. Tonight... Uh, the cups that we will be using are actually made out of olive wood that came from Bethlehem. And uh, uh, we have, I believe we have enough of those prepared. The bread that we'll be using is actually homemade unleavened bread. And uh, it, no, it doesn't taste a whole lot better than the store-bought stuff, but it, it is better, I think, than the store-bought stuff. <coughs> but before we do... Uh, have the observance tonight, I want to just talk to you for a few minutes and then we're going to have a time of quiet and, and a time of prayer, time of reflection. And I want to encourage you, before you participate in this, to remember that your heart needs to be right. You, there needs to be nothing between your heart and your Savior. So if there is, it needs to be dealt with before you participate in this. While we were there in Israel, of course, we had the opportunity to be in the, the Garden of Gethsemane. And I kind of talked a little bit about it last Sunday morning when I preached uh, about the Garden of Gethsemane. But again, I, I remember standing there. And of course, it's, it's kind of commercialized now. There's a lot of people and one thing and another. But still, by divine imagination... I could picture Jesus after the Last Supper in the upper room. And he walks out of the gates of the city. He walks down the incline to the Kidron Valley. And as I told you, crosses that creek, uh, the brook Kidron, the Bible calls it, which in that day and age, again, would have been running blood-tinged water because of the washoff of the sacrifices out of the temple that was up the hill. And I was imagining that as I was looking down the valley from the Mount of Olives. And I could just imagine what was going through Jesus' mind and what was heavy on his heart at that point in time. Now think about the Last Supper when he instituted the Lord's Supper with his disciples. Think about what was on his mind. He knew what was fixing to happen. He knew what he was going to face. He knew that you and me, let's, let's don't just say that, that, that uh, humanity, let's, let's tighten the focus. He knew that you and me, without him, would suffer the eternal separation from God and the wrath and judgment of a holy God upon our sins. So I want you to keep in mind when we think about the death of Christ and we, we observe the Lord's Supper, keep in mind that you were on His heart the whole time. 
The will of God the Father was there, and when he said in the garden, not my will but thine be done. Friend, the only thing on his heart at that point in time was you and me. And he headed to the cross for us. I know a lot of people, they hear about the cross and they hear about the, the garden and the resurrection. And it becomes almost where people are desensitized to it. My prayer is, Lord, never let me get over the fact of what you've done for me. Where you went for me, what you faced for me. Now, I've said this before, but I do believe it's true. With all my heart, if I'd have been the only one, he'd have still went to the cross. If you'd have been the only one, he'd have still went to the cross. So I want you to keep in mind tonight, all that Jesus faced up to his death, but more specifically, of course, his death, his broken body, and his shed blood for you and me. If you would bow your heads, let's have a time of quiet, and I'd ask that you be very reverent, very quiet for a few moments. And again, make sure that there's nothing between your heart and the Savior. Father, in the stillness of the moment, as we allow your Holy Spirit to guide our thoughts and lead us to that night, the night when our Savior, out of obedience, surrendered to your willness, went surrendered to the cross. The night when he walked from the Garden of Gethsemane, being led like a common criminal. Father, that you remind us that we were on his heart and on his mind. And then, Father, as he faced all that he did, the persecution, the abuse, the mocking, the scorning, the scourging, And as he was beaten and bloody, he took the cross and carried it through the streets of Jerusalem. And Father, the whole time, he could have said no. At any moment, he could have said, this is not worth it. I'm done. And we know your word says that he himself said he could have Asked for 12 legions of angels. But he didn't. Every agonizing step. 
every drop of blood, every strike of the hammer, every pull of the ropes that held him on the cross. Father, he suffered it all. And not just that, but greater still, he suffered your wrath on the sin of this world for each one of us. And Father, I pray tonight as we take the cup and the bread, we will remember. Remember and dwell on, Father, the pain and the agony, his blood that was shed, his body that was broken and mangled, that we would remember the separation that took place. We would remember your son crying out, why have you forsaken me? And Father, impress upon our hearts by your Holy Spirit that it was done, all of it was done because of love for us and because of your grace. We praise you for the sacrifice that was made. And Father, I pray you forgive me for the times when I have neglected that. I have not paused to stop and dwell on that moment. Impress upon us the great sacrifice and the great love. In Christ's name, amen. I have the deacons come forward, please. The Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, speaking of the Lord's Supper, he says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me.
John's gospel records Jesus speaking to his disciples, talking about his body and about the sacrifice that he was going to make on Calvary. And he said, this is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate and died. But speaking of himself, he said, he that eats of this bread shall live forever. Again, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, the Apostle Paul continues. says, after the bread, after the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes.
The Bible tells us in 1 John chapter 1, verse 7, that if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another in the blood of Jesus Christ. God's Son cleanseth us from all sin. The Bible also tells us in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22, that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So I want you to remember as we drink this cup, the blood of Christ that was shed for you and me. Brother Glendon, would you pray for us, sir? Those of you that had the olive wood cups, they're yours. Take them home with you. Brother Alwood picked those up while we were there in Israel, brought back to the church. And I want to ask a question. How many of you, how many of you thought it tasted bitter when you drank of it? Yeah, they're pretty bitter. But I want you to allow that to remind you how bitter the cup was that Jesus took for us. I want to say thank you to Brother Alder for providing these, and I want to say thank you to my beautiful wife for preparing the unleavened bread. Uh, I didn't mean that it wasn't good because she fixed it. I just meant it didn't have leaven in it. Let me make that clear. But folks, as we leave here tonight, I pray that you'll carry what has been said and what we have seen transpire. I pray you'll carry that with you as you leave. You see, we shouldn't just remember the Lord's death once every quarter. As believers, we ought to remember it every single day. And it ought to encourage us. And it ought to give us the strength to face whatever we face and continue on for him until he comes. Father, as we dismiss this service tonight, I thank you for this time. I thank you for reminding each one of us in the last few moments, uh, and I pray in a vivid way, the price that was paid for our salvation. Father, I think at times that we, we can become cold, we can become indifferent to it. I pray that you'll keep our hearts moldable. And I pray for myself that you'll continually remind me of the great cost that was paid for me. And Father, the great debt that I do owe. I pray as the old black preacher used to say, Lord, never let me get over the wonder of it all. In Christ's name, amen. God bless you, you're dismissed. Everybody get one. I don't need one. There you go, bud. That's the one I had.